Greetings and welcome to the Dao in the Force podcast. Today we are talking about The Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 6, Downfall of a Droid. But first, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Dao in the Force, at the Dao Force. Or find me on Facebook at the Dow Force. There is other links in the description as well. The words of wisdom for this episode is trust in your friends and they'll have reason to trust in you. Well, this could be for R2 or it could be for Anakin for he is always trying to do things on his own and that he needs greater faith in those around him that he doesn't always have to win the battle himself so in the beginning it is hinted that there has been a number of losses. Uh, it's mentioned a loss at Feline, and that it is attributing some of these losses that they always seem to know where and when to be, they being the separatists. And it could be subtly hinting hinting here because we know that Palpatine is playing both sides so it's very possible it's hinting at that he is uh, well we know that he is giving information to Dooku who gives this information to Grievous in order to win the war For no matter what Palpatine's ultimate plans are, in some ways he at least has to be seen uh, playing on Dooku's side and giving him that intel. Otherwise, if Dooku was not being supplied with information, he probably would have been suspicious of Palpatine. as well as Grievous. Now, uh, at the beginning we have uh, an asteroid uh, battle between Grievous and the Republic and we see a new way of using the ATAEs on in putting them on the asteroids themselves and sneaking in behind Dooku's forces and uh, Anakin's out there in the battle and Grievous sees that he's about to lose this battle and 
like he has done a number of times now in the season one. He's seen that he's about to lose, so he runs away. But this time, Anakin is trying to stay with him and not let him go. But uh, Anakin's ship was hit and at some point uh, uh, explodes or in some way uh, something happens where the next we see uh, Anakin is in the medical bay recovering and learns that R2 has been lost. And Anakin not being able to let go of things and sees R2 as his friend as well wants to go looking for him but the Jedi have bigger things to do at this time but Anakin reminds Obi-Wan that he, well, not reminds, but finally divulges that he's never wiped the memory of R2 and that the Seps might have all of the information inside on bases in various intel that they could recover from him. And uh, Ahsoka, who uh, is your noticing the pain and anguish and uh, Anakin sticks up for Anakin and states that you know, not wiping his memory sometimes has come to aid them in their battles and such and that it would benefit to retrieve R2 and not let him fall into separatist hands so Anakin and Ahsoka go looking for R2 So before going on this mission, he, Anakin is given a new uh, droid in R3. And they uh, soon find the uh, remnants of the battle in Anakin's ship where R2 was last seen. And uh, R2 is not there, but they see a salvaging ship uh, and go to see if it, R2 is there. Now we meet Garnak aboard this salvaging ship who 
is voiced by Ron Perlman. And he is, uh, not so subtly, a slimy trader. They take every opportunity to emphasize this with uh, the condition of his ship in the breaking of wind, as it were. And while looking through his ship, they encounter some assassin droids that are turned off, but are activated by R3. And Ahsoka gets a test of her fighting skills. That will come in handy in the next episode when she is forced to fight with Grievous. It's a pretest of her development so far under Anakin in what she has learned in her lightsaber skills. And ultimately on Garnak's ship, they uh, do not find R2 for the moment and leave without him. R2, uh, being R2, escapes temporarily uh, only to be refound by Garnak and we find out that he is to be meeting with Grievous to hand over this droid. But we uh, back with Anakin. Anakin uh, is looking for this listening post. And he and R3 encounter some separatist fighters and uh, mostly because R3 has alerted this post to uh, intentionally for we later learn that he is working for Grievous and he is doing everything he can to sabotage Anakin And Ahsoka comes to his rescue. But the main point here in this episode is that of attachment. And it is uh, a reoccurring theme in Star Wars. So I think perhaps worth a minute of talking about attachment in Taoism and Star Wars. So in Taoism there isn't any ultimate reward for 
non-attachment. You're not uh, doing it to achieve some level of something. But it is seeking balance in oneself. And everyone is different. So what a Jedi might be trying to achieve and what an average person might be trying to achieve are not necessarily the same thing. An attachment is something that hinders you from that balance, that keeps you from uh, the traps of life. Uh, desire can be in an attachment. Love can be in attachment, but it isn't a 100% thing. Because love can also save you. And desire can have some benefit. When you desire something, you can set something as a goal. And it becomes an attachment when it is hindering you. When you It's becoming a trap, something uh, holding you back, weighing you down. And getting rid of an attachment is freeing off that weight that you are holding. Now, like I said, it is different for a Jedi or, say, a Taoist master or a Buddhist uh, priest or a Christian monk. These are people who are seeking the highest balance. They are seeking perfection in a way. So their standards of attachment will be higher, wanting to be the purest form uh, of flowing with the Tao or the Force or whatever. So it requires one to get rid of the self in all ways when one is seeking to be a master like a Jedi is. That's why m uh, monks don't uh, have families. They don't uh, live in a village and uh, interact with the villagers and uh, all, all the things that normal people would do because they are not seeking a normal life. They are seeking a religious life, a, a life closer to the force or the Tao in all the ways that they can to be 
the ultimate vessel for that source of energy. So they... In the elimination of self, you are non-attached to all things because all things are attached to you, if you understand my meaning. You are one with all to attach to one particular family uh, is limiting. They are seeking to be attached to all living things and have unlimited uh, connections, not connecting to one race or one uh, planet or one system or one political affiliation or uh, any of that. Um, to see all life and all things as a part of themselves. The, the, it's an unconditional... Uh, it's really a reflection of the, the Tao or the Force. You're trying ultimately to be like the Force or the Tao, which is non-attached, it is impartial, it is uh, flows through all things, so it's uh, and the th things that will keep you from that are these attachments such as desires and um, greed and uh, lust things that are a trap that if they play out to their uh, if you let the like anger if you let that fester in you it will become an attachment it will become uh, a trap for you it is natural to have emotions Jedi's have emotions everyone has emotions it is not necessarily controlling emotion, it is more recognition. Recognizing one's faults in trying to catch them in the beginning, to learn techniques that one is not reactionary to uh, attachments. And one is not beholden to our attachments. Now, there is no judgment for those who wish to live a non-religious life, a normal life. Uh, one is encouraged to love and attach and have families and there's nothing in either Taoism or even in Jedi philosophy against that that is encouraged and is a positive thing. Uh, it is 
But do you see the difference between someone who is seeking the religious aspect in wanting to get to be as pure uh, and as close to the Tao or the Force or whatever for Christians wanting to be Christ-like in behavior and sayings as people get more religious like a priest or a monk uh, they become more detached from the world they go to monasteries they give up all possession Jedi do not own anything um, for once you start to own claim ownership over something it becomes an attachment now you have to do things with it if you have a car you now have to buy gas, you now have to buy insurance, you now have to uh, do repairs and it, it now uh, at what point in owning it does it own you that you are now having to work to earn enough to be able to sustain to own it such in our house or all these things the religious life wants to get away from these things from the ownership from being free from as much as possible because they want a clear mind if any of this is making sense um, but it's, it, it's also so like R2 for Anakin he's like the family dog and all things it is natural for things to come and go and at what point does it become about possession and control? It is natural for things to come in your life and leave. Things die and pass away, that is natural. At what point is losing something about uh, the possession and control of that? If you understand my meaning. You're trying to hold on to something that cannot be held. And at what point does it become a trap? It is understandable. Uh, something traumatic happens in your life to experience the emotion. But at what point are you... Is it becoming detrimental for you that you're not moving on from it? At what point uh, 
Is it hindering you? So, for a Jedi, it is not that they do not mourn the loss of a clone or the loss of a friend. It is about that uh, purity getting closer to the spiritual, to the source, and you experience the emotion in of loss or happiness or whatever, but then one must move on. In a bird's nest, the parents may have two or three uh, chicks, and one they dies. Uh, it is known in for many animals to uh, scientists have witnessed them experience loss, but in they soon move on. It isn't heartless or discompassionate. It is faced with the reality that life continues, that they have other that they must feed and help to achieve uh, the ability to sustain themselves and when they are ready to fly and move on that the parents know they have to let go and it is possibly uh, Difficult for them, no one can say, for, but they do nonetheless. And this is common throughout nature. That the parent serves their purpose and lets go, and then the next generation does the same. For humans, it is more difficult. We are closer and more emotional. But the Jedi and the uh, monks and priests seek to uh, emulate this in nature to a degree, not completely over the spirit of it that one experienced the loss and one moves on when one needs to and can that one lingering uh, when it, until it becomes a hindrance is when it becomes an attachment And Anakin is someone who uh, we know 
struggles with this because he is very compassionate. It is almost to the point it is a flaw for him that he he cannot let go of things. That he is compassionate to the point of a hindrance. And we see that with Padme, that he lets his inability to let go of things become a hindrance with Padme, that he gets to the point of violence and anger and things get escalated. Which is not uncommon when unchecked. These attachments in real life for all of us, we let emotions simmer underneath the surface. We don't deal with them. We don't deal with them and then move on from them. We let them fester and become a hindrance. We need to let go of these things. Not for some uh, promised reward, but because it creates Balancing ourselves, it lightens our burdens, our stress, to hang on to these things. And oftentimes we can recognize them, and sometimes we cannot. But in religious life, there techniques that I'm sure the Jedi in Buddhist masters and Taoist masters and Christian masters uh, all teach to their pupils to help try and recognize these wants, desires and traps and attachments. And it's about developing uh, uh, habits and routine. For we are all human and even a master like Yoda can, uh, all it takes is one moment. You can seem to be mastering something for years. All it takes is to let one's guard down. We see this with Yoda in the prequels. He is not always on top of his game. We see him get emotional over things and react with pride. Sometimes we see him Uh, uh, react with arrogance. But it is the way of things. It is the way of humanity. We 
have emotions in a flash. And we don't always know where they come from, but... Nonetheless, it is our journey. I don't know if that helped at all or confused even more. I hope it helped it, at least a little bit. And I'm sure uh, attachment will come up many times uh, throughout the other content in Star Wars, undoubtedly, and uh, if it didn't help this time, perhaps uh, the next time uh, I'll be more helpful. But I wish you good day and see you again.